Do you love it loud? Then plan to attend the Nashville Rock and Pod Expo. One day event celebrating all things rock and roll. Over 20 rock podcasts from all over North America recording on site. Panel discussions with producers that have worked with Ozzy, Slayer, Kiss, Y&T, Seven Dust, Dokken, and more. Celebrity signings and meet and greets with current and former members of Cinderella, Winger, Tora Tora, Collective Soul, Taiketo, The Monkees, with more to be announced. All that and record dealers slinging some sweet vinyl. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo takes place Saturday, August 26th at the Music Valley Event Center. More information available at NashvilleRockinPodExpo.com as well as on Facebook. The Nashville Rockin' Pod Expo. Feast your ears. <laughs> Good evening, and welcome to Rock Strikes 10! Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. And I'm Logan. Yeah. Hey, Let's okay. Before all that, I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show today. Whether you're doing it at uh, your home or your car or cnjradio.com, or, or, or you're subscribed, leaving a starting review on iTunes, never missing one single episode. Thank you very much, everybody, especially who does that, or you're jogging, or you're on the bicycle, or you're twenty star review, best show ever. <laughs> yes, or you're on Uber, or you're masturbating. Okay, anyway. Uh, this is <laughs> catching up on the fall of 2017. God. This is predominantly going to be... What a weird intro. People for the rest of April. April. All the way into May. May. And the good news is, knock on wood for all you musicians. Yes. That after this episode, as of this recording, which is the first day of summer... We have less than five notable deaths after this. It's been very, very quiet. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I'd rather not have to do a lot of these shows every year. I'd rather do other shows God, with you. Last year was so busy. Oh, it was the worst. I even got an email about it. I was like, thanks for doing a show that wasn't a death show. <laughs> I've had those emails. <laughs> not that they... It's like, not that we don't enjoy them. You're welcome. But, yeah. You know, you know but I get it. I get it. Yeah. The thing is, is that we try to have a good celebration of their lives. Yes. Regardless of the fact whether I give a fuck about them or not. Yes. But this is Joey's show, <laughs> so Joey does what Joey wants. Yes. And uh, lately I've just been wanting to get your reaction. Like, if you even knew that this death had happened, or I say the name and then I see your brain twisting around in your head. Talking or, to me? Yeah. 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 I think so, you're talking to them. This one's going to kick off in a weird way because we're getting into like, I think one or two people that you probably have no idea who the fuck they are. I mean, not by name, but this is like records you have sold during your record store era. You Ooh. know, those kind of things. Okay. This one I know you probably sold a handful of copies of. All right. So kicking off this episode, this is definitely not Rock Strikes 10 oriented per se. Okay. But I will say, CNC Music Factory. To represent this band, I'm going to play the one song that I actually like by them, and I do like a song okay. by this so band. It's not CNC Music Factory. No, because they had two good songs, sir. No, I'm just did kidding. they? I'm kidding. 
Uh, a guy named Toby Smith, British fellow. G'day, mate. He was a keyboard player. <laughs> died on April 11th of this year. And he is predominantly known as the keyboard player for, dramatic pause, Jamiroquai. Oh, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You know what? I like Jamiroquai. They're not well, offensive at all. I like some of Jamiroquai. Yeah, more pleasant that, than that not. One, that one record... Traveling uh, without traveling without moving or something yeah, like that. Some of that. I, I actually I was I was happy to find that for a dollar. Hey, there you go. You know, yeah. And virtual. Actually, I think it paid two dollars, but I was okay with that. And of course, the big hit was Virtual Insanity, which had the Neo yes. video with. There was Stevie Wonder Light. Let me know? tell you, <laughs> my rep at Sony got me into that show because I was really stoked on the record. I was okay. a big fan of yeah, it. Yeah. Did everything everything that they Sony wanted for yeah. them. It was and it was a record it was the sound that wasn't really happening it anymore. Was, it was yeah, it was a it was kind of like a, a dated sound, but it was modern modern and, and I don't know, it was kind of a groovy record. I really enjoyed it. Young and skinny as David Lee Roth says. Young and skinny indeed. <laughs> so it was at a uh, a club called Caravan of Dreams Ah. And yeah, and rest I, in peace. Caravan it, it was of probably Dreams. my last Caravan of Dreams show, yeah. which was primarily a jazz club for most of you Winter Marcellus fans that may have had Winter Marcellus live at Caravan of Dreams. Yeah, so and the uh, occasional metal show, too. right? Well, it was very occasional. <laughs> yeah, I know. Because whenever they started to lose their jazz crowd, they had to compensate. Yeah, they booked Jamiroquai. It was a pretty well attended show. And probably one of the most uncomfortable places for you to smoke dope in, kids. Wow. Because <laughs> the place only is supposed to hold what? maybe 500 people. Yeah, if that. So lighten up your joint inside. of. Ugh. I mean, it's a good thing it's, I'm not drug tested at that job at that point. <laughs> right. Because, fuck, man. I got man. all up in the follicles, didn't it? I know there's a didgeridoo going off, <laughs> but it doesn't mean that you need to light your shit up. <laughs> Do it outside. Uh, good members. show though good I enjoyed it yeah they always seem like they would be a decent live band wish I had my shirt what's that I said I wish I had my shirt from that show oh okay because yeah. it looked like an old football jersey you know right. with the little Jamiroquai logo dude yeah you know what, with what, the funny hat was that like shit. an alien or something I don't know what the or, fuck it yeah. was but it was a cool shirt yeah. never did actually get that I, so. bet, I bet when all of you woke up this morning you didn't think it would be throwing down on Jamiroquai what's up so kicking off the show I teased it. The one song I really like by them, <laughs> from said record. Yes. This is the follow-up single that should oh. have been bigger. It all, was good. All right. Yes.
I got I I got more out of Logan than I thought I would on that <laughs> entry. He damn near danced in the studio. That well, was all I mean, right. Well, because I put the the disco ball up. Yeah, I need to get blue and red lights in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> totally do. Yeah, now it's yeah. good, man. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, all right, Jamiroquai. It's Logan. It, it's a Logan improved rec, uh, approved record. Nineteen ninety six. I want to say six seven. Sounds sounds. Yeah, it's ninety six. I think. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> I say yeah. Bring any Phillies home that night? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I didn't bring any Phillies home. No, I'll, I'll leave that. No. Um, all right, moving on. You know, I I did make a I made a jab at him saying Stevie Wonder Light. That's weird that I said that because I didn't plan on this. But on April fifteenth, a lady named Sylvia May died of pneumonia at the age of seventy eight, and she was a songwriter. For Stevie Wonder. <laughs> yeah. Uh, she also, in addition to that, well, let's, I'll, I'll do the Stevie stuff. Okay. She she wrote uh, Uptight, which is a big one. Uptight, Everything is All Right. My Sharia oh, okay. Moore. Oh. And I Was Made to Love Her. Like, all big hits for Stevie. Holy shit. She also wrote It Takes Two. Marvin Gaye and uh, Tammy Terrell. I was going to say, To Make Things Go Right. <laughs> no. no, sir. But I do like that song. <laughs> So, four really decent Motown hits right there. That's like good stuff. So, uh, I'm picking the least obvious out of all of those because it actually happens to be my favorite of the three Stevie oh, Wonder okay. songs represented. Okay. So, there you go. For Sylvia May, this is the great Stevie Wonder with I Was Made to Love Her. Oh. Susie was in pigtails. I knew I loved. 
insane. All right, from 1967 and the album of the same name, that was I Was Made to Love Her by Stevie Wonder. I just hit Logan to <laughs> the Beach Boys version of that song, and if you haven't heard it, I don't want to spoil it for you. The rude version. The rude it. version. Go and look not like it up. the rude boy version where it's like, no. you know, yeah, it's ska. not ska. Yeah, no. No, this is the rude version. You gotta hear. It's one of my favorite covers of all time. I and it came looking, out the same year. I, I've been looking at you just like, I cannot believe that the Beach Boys fucking did that. You're, yeah, that's rude, sir. Language. Well, whatever. Okay, you're right. I uh, cannot believe that they flippin' did that. <laughs> all right, there you go. That was for Sylvia May. Rest in peace. I never promoted myself as a Beach Boy, by the way. I understand. I understand. Neither Smiley did I. smile. Yeah. Wild Honey. Like it's on the story. Wild Honey record. Yeah. And there you go. Sylvia May, you wrote some Hall of Fame Motown singles, so good for you. Bitchin'. We appreciate you. We're going to stick with the uh, soul and R&B, but we're going to kick it up over to the 70s. And uh, let me ask you this question, All right. Logan. False. What R&B singer oh. has a son who is an Oscar winner? Wow! I'm doing the tic tac toe. Oscar winner? Yeah. There's only one. Oh, you're kidding? (laughs) There's only one. There's only one. I give up. Time's up. All right. One of the best Oscar speeches of all time. John Legend. It had one of the greatest Oscar speeches of all time. It had one of the biggest falls of quality in film post Oscar. It's almost like Jack Palance. No, no, that was the one. Our push up was great though. It was pretty badass. Yeah, uh, but a few years Cuba after, Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. No, yeah. so Cuba Gooding Sr. Oh, that's right. Died uh, on uh, four twenty. That's right. <laughs> What's up? And that's the thing is a generational gap for sure here because right. Cuba Gooding Sr. was the man. That's in right. His day. He was like a badass kind of like. Mm-hmm. Was it Calypso or? No, he had a solo hit, but he also or Cuban was Cuban jazz or something. No, no, no. He no, was an R and B. Maybe I'm just. He was a pimp using ass. Cuba as the name. No, yeah, exactly. No, he was a pimp ass lead singer. Was he mainly okay. for the band The Main Ingredient? And everybody knows this friggin' song. I don't know it. I'm gonna play it for you right now. Right. Just keep in mind this is Cuba Gooden Senior on lead vocals. Senior. Here you go. Senior. Main ingredient. Show right. me the main ingredient. Okay, so you're heartbroken You sit around hoping Crying, crying You say you even thinking about dying? Well... Before you do anything rash, dig this. Everybody plays the fool sometimes. There's no exception to the rule. Listen, baby, it may be factual, may be cruel. I ain't lying. Everybody plays the fool. Such an easy thing to do And there's no guarantee That the one you love Is gonna love you Oh, loving act they cannot see A certain person could never 
song i don't care how old you are damn it. it you know that song everybody plays i know fool. it you know it come on yes by the main ingredient good stuff i got that on uh the 70s box set thank you rhino oh, where's uh, that at oh it's over Which here now i have a nice decade there it is right over oh, there oh did i have that yeah with the shag carpet on the thing yeah pretty sure that's where that came from so there you go rest in peace cuba Gooden senior like you gotta go look up pictures of them and it, they look him and his awesome. son look just alike it's 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 uncanny it's criminal it's it's a good thing he called him Junior. Oh it yeah, makes sense. <laughs> All right. So kind of sticking with the the movie tie-in a little bit here. Actually, a, a, there's a very massive movie tie-in right. on this next one, and this is one of those things where I put the entry in here kind of loosely because I'm gonna play you mm. something to represent a, a guy who didn't write this song and didn't perform on it, but. Okay. Yeah, we've done this before with like Harold Ramis yeah. and a few other yeah, people. Yeah, you've yeah you've dragged this shit around. Yeah, yeah. but it's very in, All right. It's an important entry because Chuck Barris. <laughs> yeah, man, Chuck Barris. He well, wrote the no, damn he song. Wrote, he wrote the song. Yeah, but this mind. guy didn't write anything. He did, however, uh, shine a massive spotlight on this particular act and okay. gave them a really good piece of art. Okay. So we're good. We're good. At seventy-three years old, 73. on April twenty-sixth of this year, okay. unfortunately dying of two massive things: cancer and heart disease. Man, fuck cancer, fuck heart disease. Yeah, uh, but director, uh, I believe Oscar-winning as well, director Jonathan Demme. Yes, died. No, nope. and did he win for Silence of the Lambs? I believe he did actually. Yes. Yes. He did yes. the trifecta that year. It was, was no, yeah, you know, it was not the trifecta. It oh, was it, like the mother of it all, you know, like oh, actor. Oh, he swept almost? Yeah, almost. I mean, it was it, it, it directing, film. Actor. Screenplay. Actor. Yeah, Anthony definitely won for that one. Yeah, I, mean, I would think he did. Did. I can't imagine he didn't. Did Starling win? <laughs> I don't, see, I, I'm sure she did. Yeah, almost no doubt Certainly about she did. Anyway. I'm positive that he's an Oscar. The last director. perfect film in in Academy. It's up there. Yeah, yeah. there's been a few. I, I, I'm there's just been saying, a few other good ones. As far as the award shows, oh, as far go, as the sweep, it's the last. It's the last one to make the big sweep. So. Yeah, because they usually like kind of pass out other ones as participant awards. Almost see, at this I, point, and see, it's I, all political. I understand now. your direction yeah. that you're going here. So. Speaking of direction, Jonathan yes. Demme did have good direction. Yeah, ex. Whoa. So, what was his massive contribution to music? You ask. 
Well, no. as a director... You asking me? Yeah, well... No, ask them. I'm asking you and the royal we. No, ask them. The <laughs> so, royal we. Yes. He didn't direct that movie, though. No, he but didn't. he directed arguably the finest concert film ever made. Quite possibly. Yeah, you know what I'm talking it's about. It's a badass movie. I know it. I... I'm going to build this up a little bit more. Okay. Uh, when I was in band in high school, my head instructor was a guy named Mr. G. Also, Did they that, show this? No, we didn't show it. We, okay. we could have easily, right. though. No doubt. With, with no problem. Uh, my director, Mr. G, he was like a hardcore jazz guy. Right. He played in like acid jazz bands in the 60s and 70s. And that was his thing. Acid jazz. But he said, you know what? Stop making sense is an amazing piece of art. You know, it really like, is. And it really is. The way they... If you haven't seen it, I don't want to spoil it too much, but the way they build the show... Oh, and, and that's and that's the key to it. Yeah. Because it's so... I, I, I've never seen... It, it, it could be one of those things where so many people could actually just feed off the entire feel of what that was. Mm -hmm. Because it's doable. Yeah. It's doable in any... Whether you you're playing... In, in front of 50 people, 5,000 people, or 50,000 people. Yes. It's a doable kind of thing. Nothing like that has been, as far as I've seen, ever accomplished before. I think pretty close. That last Rush tour is the same idea, and they did it very well. Mm, but it's it was an. About they that. did it reversed and in a different kind of concept. So it was, they actually kind of reversed Stop Making Sense for us. But I don't want to spoil it too much. Once again, I really just kind of right. spoiled Stop Making Sense by saying that. But it's similar to what Rush did on their last tour. But this was a contained thing where it was we'll the one... We'll have to talk about that. Sure. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but it's, Stop Making Sense is really just the one performance. Yes. And the way they did it, they only did it that one time. Right. This wasn't something they did every night of the yeah. tour. It was a conceptual piece of art. It was It was art in... Yeah. It was art. Yeah. It was just pure art. From period. the ultimate art yes. rock band, the Talking Heads. Yes. That needs to be said. We haven't even said yes. their name yet. But uh, if you haven't seen this, even if you're not a Talking Heads fan, watch this movie. It works as a movie and as a concert. Yeah, That's the it cool does. thing about it. And you just kind of... It's one of those things where you just have to kind of like Talking Heads. Yeah, and you're To kind of like watch, watch it evolve. Yeah, exactly. As, as it moves along. Yeah. Because it, it's, it really is a really really well done film as it is a concert film yeah and uh, arguably I'd say the peak of the show at least musically for me yeah. personally is going to be this song right here so from Stop Making Sense the concert film I believe 1983 is that about right 83, 84 probably released in 84 from the 83 tour Man, we'll go with that for some reason I almost say 84, 85 yeah. but I mean but yeah, somewhere around there. We'll look it up later. Early to early to mid eighties. Yeah. This is, and I believe the definitive version of Girlfriend is Better.
All right, there you go. One of the greatest live albums ever and arguably the greatest concert film ever. Stop making sense. That was yeah. the Talking Heads with Girlfriend is Better. Conceptual. Yeah, sure. Concert sure. film. Yeah, there, there's good because concert it, films it, out there. but It's, that, a, con- it, it, it's a concept film, it was, too. Was, we'll say and top five to be safe. We all may like your live shit Metallica, but, you know, <laughs> you know. This was a good concept film yeah. for for concert performance. Yeah. If you if you if you've kind of seen it all and you haven't seen this, then you haven't seen it all. So go watch it. That's it's good. What I'm it's say good. About it. Highly highly uh, recommended for my. Yeah. my that was side. the great Bernie Worrell of uh, P Funk Family Tree fame on keyboards there. Yep. Awesomely tasty keyboards there. So only nine people in the whole band. Like there's the initial four people, and then there's five additional performers. It only took nine people to put that whole sound together, and that's that's a big sound too. You gotta see it. Yeah, I mean, oh, you yeah. just gotta yeah. see yeah. it. Yeah, we're not gonna spoil it. It's All so right. cool. Moving on here, let's see if this one got by you. Although I'm sure Pitchfork reported this one. Oh, ooh, yeah. Somebody got a little snippy. Oh, I hate Pitchfork, but anyway, I love Pitchfork. I can't say. I, I think it, it's ruined music as much as American Idol has. Really? Yeah, that's my opinion. Okay. Anyway, but on May second, I don't want to be too disparaging oh. at the top of the segment here, but on May second. A fellow named Kevin Garcia died. He was 41, by the way. 41, yes. And he was... younger than me, which is... Yeah, which, you know, could be bad a bad scene, but I don't have an official cause of death okay. here either. He died uh, from death. We'll say. Who is he? He was the bass player for Granddaddy. So, oh, okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, I don't think they had more than one bass player ever. Or at Probably least not. this guy played on the the, the successful right. albums that people did buy, you right? Know, so, and well, they haven't put a record out in a long time. Yeah, yeah, and I I saw. I think they're getting ready to put one now. Yeah, I had seen the fairly sure. Like I guess they were still. Are on, you about to play Granddaddy on here? Yeah, I am. Yeah, huh. I actually I actually have a favorite song, but it's it's an obvious one if you're a fan, I'm sure, but. I, I will say this. It's kind of ab- indie of you. Oh, yeah, a little oh, bit. Whoa. I will say, though, and, and <laughs> I've heard their albums. I know I have because I worked with you and okay. Tomerlin at the record store. Right. So Good I've travel. heard every Granddaddy record. <laughs> well, no, you and probably haven't. Maybe but, not everyone. But i, I no, got to say, they never they never offended me. And I never was like, can we listen to something else? I never had that experience with Granddaddy. So I actually do like them on that surface. Software I, slump. Right. Okay. Which is is that the one that you're aiming for? I, I think so. You might be able. You might need to fill the gap. Uh, I, I, here. I, I don't know if it is, yeah. but I mean, oh, soft, yeah. software slump was really. I mean, I think it was a second record, and it was highly better. Yeah, much better than the than the other one. If you yeah. want to tell me what you're playing. Oh, in case you're going to send an email, which I can't imagine you were going to, but oh, no. it, was a stro- it was a stroke, I, by the way. I, I was already my, sending my email to you right now going, I can't believe you that you're playing this indie shit on your show. But um, yeah, uh, Kevin Garcia died of a stroke. Uh, I had it in my notes and I forgot to read it. But I will say, uh, we've said the word indie music a lot on this particular segment. <laughs> if I had it's to offensive. pick... If I had to pick one song that represented this era of quote-unquote indie music, I think the most perfectly executed and arranged song to represent the genre Okay, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. I need to take a picture of you while you're saying this. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Say it. You're good. But I think every major ingredient that you need to make your indie rock band sound legit is in this song, okay? okay? So, here it is. We're going to post this on Rock Strikes 10. 
This song... Just in, intro the song. The song is called AM 180, okay? Right. You know that song? No, I don't. You'll, you'll know it when you hear it. I'm not Indian enough. It's, <laughs> I know you know this song. <laughs> but the, the reason I say that is because... Stop filming. You're giving me the creeps. No, you're fine. You're fine. You're doing great, Joey. Uh, but it's got kind of that post-commercial grunge fuzz to it okay. that you hear on like the Reynolds albums. Good and stuff. And you've got the indie vocalist who sounds like he was bullied a few times in school. Right. And then you've got the cool little pseudo-ironic keyboard thing going on. And it, it it's a, it's also a ballad slash fuzz rocker. So gotcha. it, it covers all your bases for your indie music in one song. And there that's why go. I'm picking it. So this is Beautiful. Granddaddy with AM180.
All right, there you go. In my opinion, that is indie rock personified. Good song. I think it's a pleasant song. That it was, is a pleasant song. It was AM 180 by Granddaddy. How did I get that song? How did that song come into my life, you ask? Well, <laughs> I got that off of the 28 Days Later soundtrack. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Huh. It's a really nice, pleasant break in the mood in that movie, and I always appreciated how the song was used in the movie. So that's how I came into Later. liking that song. That's not the... Af- not not that, weeks. Not after? Days. Days is okay. the good one. Weeks is terrible. 28 Weeks Later is probably one of the worst sequels and worst movies I've ever seen in my life, actually. Oh, whoa. I could argue that movie a lot. Wow. But 28 Days Later is genius. There so. you go. All right. R.I.P. Dude from Grand Andy. Kevin Garcia. Kevin Garcia. Yes. So... A guy who lived almost double the life, actually longer than double the life that Kevin Garcia did, is a guy named Saxa, who died at the age of 87 on May the 3rd. His birth name, Lionel Augustus Martin. And he... I would have totally kept that name. Saxa. You know why? Because he played the saxophones. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, as far as sax guys of all time, guy had a good roster there. Yeah. He was a Jamaican man who played for Prince Buster oh. and Desmond Decker. Wow. And also played for uh, a couple of, uh, you know, pale faces over in England. Uh, the, <laughs> the pale in, faces. The, yeah, white boys. Can you say that? Yeah, I, I can say it. Okay. I'm, I'm a white boy. Uh, a band a band I really love from England called The Beat over here. Known oh, as okay. The, the okay. English Beat. The English Beat. So people have heard this man play the saxophone. Yes. Even if you've only heard this one song, which I'm going to go obvious again. Okay. You know what I'm going to play? Yeah. It's 1980. Yeah. Mirror in the Bathroom. Yeah. There you go. All right.
beat mirror in the bathroom with the late great sax of there on the great saxophones that's like the lead guitar of the whole song right there so great stuff good stuff never knew who i was listening to all these years but i know now in death so saxophone yes rest in peace sir i'm gonna move on to one i missed one in the timeline actually so i gotta bump it over here to the back of the show so i do apologize so we're gonna roll back in time just a few days over to april 15th a guy who was younger tax than... Tax day. Oh, yeah. Actually, um, tax day was on a Sunday, yeah, so yeah, I well, think yeah, it was been, actually been... It's been the last few years, actually, where you get forgiven. Yeah. 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 Uh, so Not <laughs> next year. I wonder if it was because it's of the taxes. Yeah. Uh, but at 39 years old, man. 39? Yeah, and I'm going to be that next year. That's so weird. Uh, but here... Must be younger than you, Joey. Now... This is this is gonna sound terrible when I say this, but it's just that era for me. I may have seen this band live, maybe. I just don't know, and you might be the, the same way. Uh, but this guy Matt Holt, uh, Matt w- Holt was the lead singer of a band called Nothing Face. Nope, didn't see him. Yeah, did you ever see him? Yeah, nope. they were like one of those Roadrunner bands that never did. Like, I probably saw them at an Ozfest or opening for you know, like a Typo Negative or you know, something like that. It's just one of those bands, and I'm I'm not a big new metal guy, and uh, you know, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna beat them up or anything. I just uh, you know, I wasn't a big fan of this band, but I do have a song by them, yeah. so I figured of the time, and, and it's not a bad tune. So they shout out to Scott Long. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I guarantee you that he saw them. Oh, because yeah. Because of saw how him. many... He's seen everybody. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> that 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 time frame... Yeah. And this is... Two Scott, th- if you're listening, I know that you saw them. This is right in the pocket of, yeah. of this era. So 2003 is where this song is from. Yeah. Uh, so from the Skeletons album, and from what I have it on, the Freddy okay. vs. Jason soundtrack. <laughs> so they probably are a Roadrunner band because that was a Roadrunner that's, release. Yeah, yeah that, I was going to say. That's probably it. So there you go. For Matt Holt, this is... His band, Nothing Face, and the song Skeleton. I'll never hesitate because I'm too good for this. I'll never show restraint because there's no need for this. I know everyone, I've been everywhere. I'm everybody
set the world on fire We won't show restraint Because we like the violence We are security Wrapped in our brutality And it's not our fault It's just your own new suicide that anything can happen on the fallen <laughs> we go from i mean i could list every song we've played on this episode so far just to put ourselves over here but let's see we just went from like uh main ingredient main to ingredient. talking heads to, to granddaddy to the english CF beat to nothing face to nothing face so if your genre has not been represented represented here the, then the show isn't um, for you anyway <laughs> All right, this freaking guy. Okay, this wow. I love this man, by the way. That we're about to this freaking guy. Okay, uh, he'd love this. May 9th, at the age of seventy-seven, and this is one of those guys that was kind of always doing stuff. This is like if you're going to be in show business and you still want to be a regular ass guy that could still go to the grocery store, probably that this is the guy you want to be. Okay, but do you know a gentleman by the name of Michael Parks? Michael Parks. Daredevil. No. No? <laughs> Plumber? No. no. He, he might have done all those things for all I know. But this guy, I, I put him in like the Man Hall of Fame. Like he's one of those classic... Like, Fireman. Classic old guy actors like... Uh, he probably played all those guys on TV, I'm sure. Stunts? He probably did that too. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he's like... He's kind of one of those guys that just... Gruff guy, doesn't take any crap. He's always going to be one of those guys in TV and film. Ninja. Okay, we can stop guessing now. Okay. <laughs> you, you you win. Okay. He used to do this all the time at the store too. Um, I didn't I didn't use my other one. D- now I know you're not you're not a big Tarantino fan. No. 
Have you seen any of his stuff? Like, I know Jackie Brown's your favorite. Did you watch anything post-Jackie Brown? Is that... Is Kill Bill Jackie Brown? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the guy that plays the Texas Sheriff in every Robert Rodriguez and Quentin Tarantino movie with the... Uh, with the with the those mirrored sunglasses and you know old school Texas Ranger outfit. I mean, I saw the the yeah. the Desperado stuff. And he wasn't in that. He wasn't from Dust Till Dawn though, which was Rodriguez. from Dust Till Dawn. So in the first act, but yeah. every time you saw that sheriff with that great delivery, that this guy can make an art form out of the word fuck or goddamn. Yeah, uh, no, I don't know. That, I know that I saw him. that is Michael Parks, and he is no longer with us. Okay. I, I love that guy. He just enhanced all the scenes he was in. Uh, and he, he played the same guy in every. I think I don't even know if he went by different names or not. But since most of all the, a lot of those stories took place right. around Texas, he was always in those movies. It's pretty great. So that being said, this guy had a whole other career when okay. he was when he was a, a young sprightly feller, like in doing TVs and some movies and some westerns and all right, this other right. stuff. Okay, and then he would put out records sometimes too. He'd just sing and. And put out these like kind of folky country kind of things. Oh, okay. So since we've kind of been all over the place, I think it's time to you know kind of cool back a little bit, and uh, we're gonna enjoy the pleasant kind of wind it down a little bit, yeah. All right. So we're gonna enjoy, and for one of my favorite character actors of all time, who's no okay. longer with us now, this is for Michael Parks, and uh, the title track on one of his early albums. So this is Long Lonesome Highway. Enjoy. <laughs> Going down that long, lonesome highway Bound for the mountains and the plains Sure ain't nothing here gonna tie me And I got some friends I'd like to see again One of these days I'm gonna settle down but till I do, I won't be hanging round Going down that long, lonesome highway Gonna live life my way I'm gonna settle down But till I do I won't be hanging around Going down that long, lonesome highway Gonna live life my way Yes, I Going down that long, lonesome highway Gonna live life my way Alright, there you go. What'd you think of that, Logan? Like it alright? It's like Roger Miller. Yes. Good good pull there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just 
road trip. I was about laid to back. check and see if he was uh, at least born in Texas, but I don't think he was. He was in Corona. He was born in Corona, California. Yeah, I, I, I'd buy that. But it, I mean, it's out of that same sort of cut cloth that that our local Roger Miller guy was from. Nice. So. Yeah, very cool. Good stuff. There you go. Rest in peace, the great Michael Parks. And I'm trying to name it off all the movies I've seen him in. Like, it's mostly just Tarantino and Rodriguez stuff. Although he was in Red State, which was a really weird but offbeat. But he's in a ton of, ton of TV shows, too, yeah, though. He, he I mean. was, like, in all those shows back in the day. Anyway, go look up his Wikipedia and, and go from there. We'll just say that. All right. Second to last person we're representing on the show here uh, was a lady named Joy Byers who was also known as... She was married to a guy named Bob Johnston, who was like Sony's in-house producer for like the 60s and 70s. I was going to say that sounded familiar. The Dylan Records, Johnny Cash Records, Simon and Garfunkel, you know. So if you had an acoustic guitar in your hand, Bob Johnston produced you probably. But anyway, going back to Joy Byers, because Bob's been dead for a few years. Uh, On May 10th of this year, she died at the age of 82. So she lived a full life there. But she even had her own career in music for a little bit. Yes. She was a, a songwriter who got uh, three co-writes on an, on Elvis songs, which yes. is good work if you can get it. And, That's where I remember her from. Yeah, and she also wrote a hit for Brenda Lee, So yeah. uh, but mostly Elvis songs. And they I don't were know the, why that clicked with me, because, nice. but as soon as you said that, I was like... Elvis and I could not re- yeah. recall the. Yeah. You were raised by an Elvis fan, you know. So, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, but tap you the pro- brake. It's like you probably saw. We didn't a lot share. Of- we didn't share oh, okay. information or okay, anything like that. So. So. But I did research. You yeah, know, I was a kid. Very cool. So this particular song, <laughs> and <laughs> I could easily play any of the songs that she wrote for Elvis, which I will. But I'm not going to play the Elvis version of them, even though. All of her hits came from those 60s wacky movie, you know, era That's things. so unlike you, Joey. It's not like me. You know, wow. I... <laughs> I'm not going to play the it was, It's really just an excuse to go really yeah, wacky. Because why not? I've act, uh, <laughs> This guy sang a couple of songs in his life that has been on records. Mostly his stuff. But... I'm a fan of this guy, and I just like to support him and, and keep the name out there. So, doing a cover of Elvis's late 60s hit, Let Yourself Go. Oh, this should be good. Who is it? It's the Dice Man, Andrew uh, Dice Clay, uh. channeling his inner Elvis, which he has a ton of. So, take it away, Dice. yourself go Don't be afraid, just relax and take it real slow now Cool it baby You ain't got no place to go Put your arms around me Real tight Enjoy yourself baby Don't fight it All you gotta do is just 
Clambake movie Speedway. Thank you. I was having Logan fact check that during the song because I was like, "It's I Let Yourself Go." Yeah, Perform- performed by the artist, formerly- the artist hey. formerly known as Andrew Diceman Clay. Yeah, still is. His Showtime is. show is great. You should watch that show. It's really freaking funny. Oh, he's like, still have his show, dude. His second season's coming out. Oh, good. Yeah, good. Showtime's. Uh, I'm glad to see. I'm glad to see him. Up and and yeah. getting some some good work these well, days. Well, he got that Woody Allen film a couple I was of years say, ago. The, when the, he got... the Blue Jasmine and, yeah, and, and, and no no yeah, there's a lot of good stuff with him these days. So. Yeah, he got good praise for that. Yeah. And the shows the show. If you haven't seen it, I'm going to do a little show for the show because I think it's real funny. Ooh. it's like kind of it's like a, a semi autobiographical show that's shot like it's almost based in reality, but it's still shot like a real television show with with money surrounding it. So it's like a curb your enthusiasm. A little bit mixed gotcha. with, uh, you know, yeah, that's the best. I get I you. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Hey, hey, hey. you saw him, didn't you? Or did, did you go see him at no, Starplex? No, you do you want to bring show? this one? No. Okay. Well, I'm no, worried. they 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 canceled it because well, of all those. Oh, yeah, he got banned. Yeah, he got banned because <laughs> you know, like two life crew and all that shit. You know, nineteen ninety was weird. You can't. Yeah, it was fucking weird. It was weird back then because you know you could. You apparently couldn't cuss in public, you know, <laughs> yeah. without being the you know the cops and shit showing up and yeah. blah blah blah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, Tipper Gore, I yeah. fucked her. I fucked her. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, I went to the grocery store. <laughs> Did you get a blowjob? Of course, I was at the grocery store. Hey, oh, you know? that's your favorite dice <laughs> joke. It's really just like it, it, that's why Data Laughter Dad is a genius comedy yeah. album because it's all pause and timing yeah. and it, there's no set list on this album it's just a great yeah. talk about art piece I think project. I, I, I think I actually messed that up no that was that's the joke was that where the he joke just, he just goes uh, you, tell you what, I was I'm, going to the grocery store I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lay it in okay. right now so you all can right. hear that bit all just right. that one line yeah there, so, there you go yeah it's in the grocery today <laughs> yeah I got a blowjob <laughs> It's a grocery store. It's where chicks hang out. You go into the fucking vegetable department. There she is, feeling up a cantaloupe. I go, you know, those cantaloupes look like your tits, baby. I threw on the tomatoes. I fucked her. Took a purse and ran. (laughs) 
course I fucked in the grocery. Doesn't everybody? You ever fuck them like in the frozen food department? Keep a nice heart on over there. Put a little ice on it. You're looking for the haagen nobody's looking, she drops to her knees. Whip out your brick. She blows you. Don't you have any imagination? <laughs> and uh, we were, I used to play, the, we were coming back from a concert one time and I put it on because there was a time where if I was coming back, especially from from a metal show, yeah. I put on a comedy record. Yeah, you do. And we, I think we were about to pull into the driveway and then that joke comes on and then Logan just <laughs> lost like, no, his no, no, shit. No, 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 no. That I one is so this. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You you must hear that record anyway. Okay, there's enough of my dice show. We're gonna do this. Uh, this. Uh, How heavy is this one? Actually, the song is gonna be heavy. Okay. It's uh, it's random too. Something you haven't heard in a while. Okay. So, actually, this is for my friend Joanna who sent me this because this is kind of in the the drum circle of session guys that she follows. Joanna. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know Joanna. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. Shout out, Joanna. Yeah. She uh, she sent me this obituary. She listens, right? Uh, no. As much as I annoy her about it. All right. You want to know how you can not give away something for free? <laughs> Have a podcast. Yeah. All right. So, Jimmy. That's funny. I was thinking about that. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Copley, who was, uh, or Copley, I'm not sure, C-O-P-L-E-Y. He was a session drummer and was a tour, touring drummer for a lot of people. He played with people like Jeff Beck and Paul Rogers and people that don't. Huh. He, uh was the touring uh, most notably from that fan base the touring drummer for tears or fears on the sowing the seeds of love tour so this guy played for decent crowds and just random albums that he would play on and then the one that uh people all over the place too yeah but uh more kind of based on what i normally arnoff yeah with 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 a smaller discography but you know he had some gigs i'm just saying yeah but uh, of the sort of normal umbrella of Rock Strikes 10, this one will get you right here. Right. So apparently this guy was a pretty decent friend of Tony Iommi's because he played on two of Tony's solo albums. Oh. Uh, on, uh, you know, or at least that DEP Sessions album. Right. The unreleased album he did with Glenn Hughes. Okay. Played on that. And then he played on a handful of tracks on the self-titled Iommi record from 2000, which I love that record. because. Right. I really don't mind any of the singers on that album. It was like almost like the album was made for me. Right. Uh, Ian Ansbury aside, I'm just not a big fan. Right. But great singers on there. And, uh, you know, for an album that has Kenny Arnoff drumming on it and Matt Cameron drumming on it. What's up? And some other people that are really cool like that. Dave Grohl. Shout out. So Jimmy Copley is also on this record. Oh, okay. And, you know, all the tracks are pretty standout for me. So I'm going to play you one of the handful of songs that he did drum on. So closing off this episode of The Fallen, this is Iomi and Jimmy Copley on drums. Right. And this is with Serge Tankian on lead vocals. Ooh, yeah. wow. This is Patterns.
right, there you go. From the Iomi. Iomi. We're, I was lamenting off air about how uh, it should have been the metal equivalent of Santana, even though conceptually it, it is. <laughs> no, it. Well, well, no, you know what? Sense, like, there's I'm a still glad it wasn't the Santana record. Well, because Iomi was actually involved in because, it. <laughs> because it was actually an Iomi record and yeah. not a Santana yeah, he's all over, piece but of shit record. I just love the variety of singers on it, so I thought that it yes. should have done better, especially within the community. Like The fact that the community didn't embrace this album, I'm really disappointed. It in. was really more progressive mm-hmm. and a forward-thinking record than the Centena record was. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's too bad that it was not cross-promoted to the yeah. other genres where they were trying to hit it on. Yeah. Like all you old Billy Idol fans might have been able to hit on it, or you or you Smashing Pumpkin, you know, indie kids, yeah. or alternative kids. Yeah, Sorry, alternative. I didn't mean to use the word indie. Yeah. That's yeah. a bad word now, but... But all Na- of you guys, Native American rockers, Native American rockers, yes. Native American alternative <laughs> rockers, and the show is coming it, to a this end. is yeah this is it's a good thing it's a good thing for that today. But go get that Naomi record; it's really cool. I no, can't don't believe... get it because nobody oh, cares. That, it's out of print anyway. Yeah, just so just go steal it. Apparently, okay. Yeah. Find well, a friend and dub it. Rest in peace, Jimmy okay. Copley. That was an amazing obituary for Jimmy. But, uh, good yeah, dude. yeah. So, good drummer, right? Good drummer. Yeah. Good enough to get steady work. So, that's all you can hope for sometimes in the music business. So, now I'm depressed. Like, we were having fun. Now I don't even understand why you're depressed, I'm man. Kidding, I'm kidding. No, I, I hope everybody's enjoyed this episode because when anybody that I know that actually does listen to the show points out, Joey plays a lot of variety. Like, this is disgusting, Nima. Like, I'm almost upset with myself. This was a stupid show, actually. Yeah, like, Nothing Face and The English Beat and Michael Parks. <laughs> we kind of uh, hit it all. Main, uh, main Ingredient. Main Ingredient, yes, that's, we did. That's pretty fucked up, Joey. We did play the Main Ingredient. I don't understand played, why you can't can't work this out. We played Jamiroquai on if this you show. Wanna, if you want a good show, you should talk to me. Okay, I'll do that next time. But thanks for coming on today. Hey, that's pretty bitching. Yeah. I'm glad to be here. And for the rest of you, check out the other episodes that don't have any of these bands on it. And you can go to cnjradio.com for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10. A whole bunch of that shit. Yeah, including the ones that aren't on iTunes. While you're on there, stay on cnjradio.com with The Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, a true alternative. Who went to the U2 show with you a few weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. I just bring that up. We saw you too. Yeah, we made fun of you guys on the previous episode. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, because kidding. then all of us are going to go see fucking Iron Maiden this week. Yeah, so yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, Kimo Sabe. Indeed. Hopefully, all those guys from the Jamiroquai show will not be there. No, smoking, I hope not. Well, weed. I mean, it's more spread out shows, so sure. it's not like you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, two hundred people. <laughs> 300 people. The bong of souls. The bong. (laughs) The didgeridoo of bongs. That was weird shit, man. Yes. That was a cool show, though. (laughs) And uh, stay on cnjradio.com for Last Theater on the Left and Wrestling House Show Blogs by Chris. It's the weirdest outro you've ever had. This is is up there. Yeah, it's up there. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not going to... I've stopped counting the beers at this point. No, you you don't have to count anymore. They're (laughs) gone. They're gone. (laughs) And, yes, I, we're very proud of cnjradio.com, all things rock culture. 
Okay. Last but not and least. And wrestling culture, right? Yeah. You I can do that too. Rock and wrestling culture. We're, rock we're, we're, wrestling. It's a work in progress. Is it? Well, the, the catchphrase is. Oh. So, uh, oh, is somebody else having that? No, no. I'm just trying to not get sued at this point. We're going to tweak it. So, But uh, all, all show meetings aside, last but not least, extra special thanks to Pete and the guys in Space Beard for the outro, of course. We play it every show. We love it. Go to face- job, guys. Yes. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband for more information. Purchase their latest album, Gone, and tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We will... It's going to be, I'm guaranteeing, at least another couple of months, at the very least, to where we do another Fallen episode. So, thank you for your patience. July. Yeah. Maybe and, August. Maybe. And we'll see everybody else on the next episode. Have fun. Cheers. Saxophones? You've got to fucking be kidding me!